Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to arguably the most important podcast Chuck Bryant and I will ever record. I'm Josh Clark. (laughs) This is Stuff You Should Know. And brother, I am jacked up. Me three. You ready? Yeah. I'm speaking for Jerry since she's the Marcel Marceau of our group. Yeah. She she always wears the white gloves. It's weird. I, I hate mimes. Yeah. I actually don't hate mimes. It's just a cliche to say you hate mimes. Mimes are cool. <laughs> it says who? That mimes are cool? Yeah. I just said it, jerk. Mm. <laughs> Chuck and I have clearly been eating far too many Twinkies in preparation of this. Yes. We have. Yeah. Chuck. Yes. What do you know about the Twinkie? <laughs> Let's talk about Twinkies. Let's talk about Twinkies. Uh, everyone knows the Twinkie is a popular junk food snack cake. Yes. Legendary junk food snack cake, I would say. I would say legendary as well. I'm glad we're doing something light like this. Yeah. Just light for, and for spongy. Change. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Thanks. And creamy. Yeah. Cream filled. Uh, Chuck, how long is a Twinkie? Twinkie is uh, four inches long. How wide is a Twinkie? Inch and a half. Did you know that uh, originally it was first invented, it was made with banana cream filling? Indeed. Let's get into this, buddy. Okay. Those are just some teasers. All right. So uh, the Twinkie was first invented in the 1930s. Yes. Continental Bakeries. Yeah. The vice president of Continental Bakeries, which is already doing business as Hostess, which we know and love as the maker of Twinkies, and what I consider to be the greatest snack food of all time, the crumb cake. Oh, really? You a fan? Oh, my God. I like the Nutty Bar. The little Debbie Nutty Bars. We're not. We're talking Hostess here, buddy. Okay. Yeah. Um, they will assassinate you. What are those? They're like Mattel. Pink, pink balls. What are those? Snowballs. Snow Ugh. <laughs> Chuck's on a tirade. Awful. All right. So uh, back in 1930, the vice president of Continental Bakeries, a guy named uh, James, uh, what is it? James Dewar. James Dewar. Not a scotch maker. Uh, his brother could have been. Sure. Um, he decided that the the company's idle machinery that was used to make uh, strawberry-filled little shortbread fingers, was the brand name, mm-hmm. um, could be put to better use. Right. Well, the machines were idle because... Uh, it was seasonal. Yeah, seasonal because strawberries only grow certain times of the year. Right. So the rest of the year, they, they would just sit there. Sure. And this bug doer, and he decided to do something about it. So he came up with a little uh, little yellow cake filled with creamy filling. Right. Creamy frosting, if you were, uh-huh. that could be made year-round. Um, and apparently on his way to a marketing meeting for <laughs> yeah. this snack cake, he passed a billboard for Twinkle Toes Shoes, yep. which I got to tell you, I would never buy shoes called Twinkle Toes Shoes. Oh, sure you would, you dream sailor. <laughs> <laughs> totally would. Uh, and that was it. He had the name right there and Twinkies were born. Yeah. yeah there's but- always a cute story behind names like that. Anytime the words twinkle and toes are put together, it's a cute story. Sure. Yeah. Um, so uh, Twinkies were born, and uh, as I said, they were made with banana cream filling. Right, for a while. Yeah, uh, until World War II. Yeah, I didn't. This I thought this was pretty interesting. They they quit doing that because there was uh, a shortfall of bananas during the war. Yeah. I had no idea. No, I can see rubber and and you know iron, steel. And yeah, I know men. Maybe it was know, from all the like banana bombs we were dropping. <laughs> I guess uh, in Japan. like confetti missiles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So that that they they replaced the banana with vanilla frosting, right? And it stuck. Yeah, it definitely stuck. Although, um, every once in a while, Hostess released the uh, banana 
flavored Twinkie in yeah, like a limited two. run. Mm-hmm. And every time they did, they noticed sales increased 20%, which is pretty substantial. Right. And now it's permanent. It, as of 2007, yeah, it is a permanent banana. fixture. Yeah. That's good. Let's talk about the early Twinkie and okay. the pure goodness that was the early Twinkie. Yeah. It was uh, in the early days, Josh, it was made with eggs, milk, butter. As you would expect it to be. Because it was cake. Right. And it had a shelf life. The problem there was uh, it had a shelf life of, uh, what, like two days? Two days. So the salesman had to rotate the stock every two days. And that was cool because they tasted good. But uh, Dewar said, you know, this isn't, I'm not making as much money as I could. Chuck, can you imagine how divine a Twinkie made with, like, real butter and milk and eggs would be? It's called called cake. Well, yeah, but (laughs) cake with, like... Real vanilla frosting inside. in that shape too. Yeah, that would be great. I would love uh, to for someone to make and send me a real original Twinkie. Sure, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I just zoned out for a second thinking about that. I know, seriously, you just <laughs> glazed over. Okay, so these days it's actually up to thirty nine ingredients, and most of them come out of labs, right? Yeah, unfortunately, there's a lot of chemicals going on. These You've got days like yellow country. number five. Uh-huh. There's still sugar in it, and plenty of sugar. Yeah, high fructose um, corn syrup, of course, our old friend. Boo. And uh, there's also bleached wheat flour. Bleached wheat flour. And I think sugar and flour are the two biggest ingredients in it, right? Right. Uh, Monoglycerides and diglycerides have replaced the eggs. Yeah, which act as emulsifiers. Emulsifiers. They stabilize the cake batter and enhance the flavor. Yeah. Apparently. uh, uh, For the filling, they use uh, to achieve the same and polysorbate 60. Right. Which does much, it emulsifies the frosting. Same thing. Yeah. And uh, there's hydrogenated shortening instead of butter. Yeah. Although there is artificial butter flavor and artificial vanilla flavor. And both of those are actually made from petroleum. I know. (laughs) Yeah. When I read that, I was was a little taken aback, to be honest. Yeah. I'm not a big, I mean, do you eat Twinkies now anymore? Well, you know I don't eat at all, but I do occasionally enjoy a Twinkie for sure. I haven't had a Twinkie in a long time. Dude, you treat yourself. And I'm not opposed. I mean, I'll, I'll down the Ben and Jerry's, and I'm not opposed to eating fattening goodness. I know. It, I, I think part of it is Twinkies are associated with youth. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'm telling you, go back and, and eat a Twinkie. Yeah. You, you'll love yourself. I will. You know, my mom used to make um, strawberry shortcake with Twinkies. Nice. Yeah, it was a good move. I'll bet. Very nice 70s dessert, too. Yeah. At You know, before the key party, load the kids up with the... Twinkie strawberry shortcake. And apparently, she's not the only one to uh, experiment with Twinkies. I have a, a Twinkies cookbook at home, actually. And there's oh, really? all sorts of crazy stuff in there. Yeah, well, you should have brought that in. I should have. I don't have the kind of foresight that you expect me to. Have you had the uh, deep fried Twinkie? I, I used to make them and sell them at this uh, beer festival what? last couple of years. Oh, dude, I can make a fried Twinkie like you would not believe. Well, how do you do that? It's incredibly simple. So you have like a vat of oil. Uh-huh. I think peanut oil. Maybe peanut oil is the best. It's the worst for you, but it tastes the best. Uh Um, And you just take like pancake batter or fry batter, Uh right? Um, And you make the batter up, batter up. Yeah. And uh, you you just dip the Twinkie in the batter, throw it in the deep fryer. Like on a sticker, you just throw it in there. I just throw it in there. Wow, man, that sounds good. Pull it out. Throw some powdered sugar on there. Uh Oh my god! So sort of like you will actually uh, you'll see God. It's like a funnel cake. uh, Turbo funnel cake is what it really is. Uh, no, not at all. Not at all. No. Okay. It's like it's like a funnel cake with a Twinkie inside. Oh well, there. You it's go. the greatest thing you'll ever have, and I can make a good fried Oreo too. Really? Uh huh. You never cook for me. I will sometime. You'll have to come over. We'll shave some years off our life. Seriously. 
<clears throat> excuse me. Should we talk about the uh, how, the process of how they make it in the factory? That's kind of cool. Yeah. So, Josh, we're in the Twinkie factory. This is Jerry's big chance to add some sound effects. Okay. We're in the we're in the Twinkie factory. You look good in a hairnet, by the way. Well, I appreciate that. What they do is they have these metal pans in the shape of Twinkie-shaped molds, mm-hmm. upside down. Twinkies are baked up what you would consider yeah. upside down. The flat golden brown bottom is actually the top side, side which yeah, is you know why what? it gets brown. There's a lot. I actually used to hear that they weren't, in fact, baked brown, and that was added color. Not true. They are baked brown on the bottom, indeed. Yeah, you talked to the widow of uh, James Dewar about that, didn't you? I did. I spoke yeah. to her personally. So uh, they throw the batter in there. It's baked at a cool 350 Fahrenheit for 9 to 12 minutes. <laughs> cool 350 Cool Fahrenheit? 350. Uh the uh, after after it cools, they you know the, the famous three holes in the, in the bottom of the Twinkie. Mm-hmm. Those are from the manufacturing uh, process. They're cream filling injectors. Yeah, and they stick those three things in there and squirt in the cream. Which I wish they just squirt that in my mouth. So you just want to lay down on the conveyor belt and go down the Twinkie line, have that stuff squirted in your mouth, straight, straight from the the, the tri injection. Yeah, oh, that sounds good. It does. So uh, that's pretty much it, man. They, they seal it airtight in the package, and um, apparently the, the sealing process is really where the preservation comes in. Right, because, Chuck, if there's anything that everyone agrees on with Twinkies, it's that they will last indefinitely. Not true. No, it isn't. And actually, there's only one ingredient in the Twinkie that's added specifically to preserve it. True. And that's sorbic acid, yeah. right? The, there are there are some preservative properties of some of the other ingredients, um, but ultimately there's only one added ingredient that's meant to preserve it, yep. and it's actually like you said the airtight package uh-huh. that makes a Twinkie last. Yeah, and there are all sorts of urban myths about uh, the one I like best is that the. They're still selling the original run of Twinkies. <laughs> yeah, which actually is is clearly a lie because they of would course. be banana flavored. Yeah, true. Um, but the hostess company says that Twinkies have a shelf life of twenty five days. Yeah, not twenty five years. No, as some say no. But yeah, there there have been some experiments that indicate to the contrary. Right. Um, there's actually these kids who very recently, uh, this last school year, out in uh, what is it, Walla County, Oregon. Uh huh. Two little kids, uh, Logan Waldron and C.J. Horn, um, were talking about whether or not Twinkies could last indefinitely, how long they could last. Um, and they have a, a very encouraging bus driver, who I must say, based on this picture, is the arguably the best-looking and most stylish bus driver on the planet. And her name is Lisa Morse. And she said, you know what? Why don't you guys do a scientific experiment? That That's a bus driver? I know. It's quite a babe. I know. I must say. I know. Um she encouraged them to uh, to to uh, conduct their own experiment. So they put a uh, double pack, my favorite kind of uh-huh. Twinkies, <laughs> in a mayonnaise jar, closed it, and put it in a rock crib, which I'm not sure what that is. Right. Uh, but they basically buried it. And uh, the kids were planning on doing it until they were 18. Oh, really? But they just, you know, they're like nine. So yeah, they so their attention they, span were off. Exactly. But she kept encouraging them to wait at least until the end of the school year, and they did. So nine months later, they popped it open, ate the Twinkies, one each. Were they fine? They both said they were fine. One kid said he got a bellyache from it. Uh-huh. The other kid said he was fine. Uh-huh. So they are now encouraging uh, teachers around the country, science teachers, <laughs> really? to conduct similar cool. experiments. But, yeah, so... As far as these two are concerned, a Twinkie's shelf life is at least nine months. Greater than 25 days. Yeah. Well, uh, I know you just mentioned the double pack. I know why you like the double pack. Because there's two of them. 
No, because of the little cardboard in there, and you can scrape the little uh, cakey goodness off the cardboard and eat it. I just lick it off okay. the cardboard. It's yeah. like the cheese paper in a uh, on a cheeseburger. Do you <laughs> really? You eat all that stuff? Oh, dude, who doesn't take the paper from a McDonald's cheeseburger and scrape the cheese off of it and eat it? People who want to live? Ah, shut up. <laughs> You've had McDonald's in your day, pal. Twinkie man. Twinkie the kid. Let's talk about Twinkie the kid. Nice segue. <laughs> I just totally shocked you with that. Yeah. I had a Twinkie the kid t-shirt when I was oh uh, my like God, 13 or 14. Oh, my God. I for one of those. It was awesome. I wish I still had it. Yeah. I'm sure they're cool. still out there. Yeah, I wonder what why Twinkie the Kid. It's famous. Uh, if you've never seen it, and I'm sure everyone has, it was a cowboy motif. Mm-hmm. He, he had, had a lasso, a, and- a lasso, and a hat and boots. Yeah, and I saw a dude online today that had a Twinkie the Kid tattoo. That's a pretty cool tattoo, my friend. Yeah, that definitely beats Taz or a dolphin or a turtle. Sunburst, Ugh. barbed wire around your arm. Good night. <laughs> yeah, so Twinkie the Kid, cool tattoo. Yeah, even cooler T-shirt. I remember seeing Twinkie the Kid ads uh, in between uh, acts of Thundar the Barbarian. Right. Yeah. And uh, hanker for a hunk of cheese. Remember that? What was that? Jerry Schoolhouse Rock? Uh, no, it was, uh, I think oh, it was yeah, like the- Oh, yeah, yeah, the nutrition people. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I got a hanker for a hunk of pocket full of something. Yeah, because a hunk of cheese is really healthy for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> True. Yeah. That was clearly the Dairy Association. Yeah. So, Chuck, let's talk about Twinkies in pop culture. Yeah, this is good stuff. Well, no, not pop culture, real culture. Yeah, history. Yeah. My friend. Have you heard of Twinkie Gate? Uh, yeah, go ahead and break that one down. That's good. So there was a guy uh, who was 71 uh, back in 1985, was running for um, a place on the Minneapolis City Council. His name was George Belair. And he was actually indicted for bribery. Yeah. Because at a, I guess, a candidate forum, he was the lone candidate for it. I guess it was, he hosted it. He provided. He no. no. He provided coffee, Kool Aid, and Twinkies uh-huh. for these uh, senior groups that were there. Right. Um, and he was indicted for bribery, trying to bribe con- a constituency. They didn't call it Kool Aid Gate. No. And I was thinking about that too. There, I think, Kool Aid had its run, one pop with Jonestown. Oh sure. Yeah. Well, forever be enshrined with. I drink mean, think Kool-Aid. about drinking the Kool-Aid. Um, That's Kool- in the lexicon now, drink the Kool-Aid. Definitely. Yeah. It's got its own thing. Sure. Twinkies are much more versatile. True. You know? Um, it's such an ironic twist to crime. It is. You know? But that's not the only crime that they've been associated with. Well, can I cover this one? Please. In uh, 1979, Dan White uh, of San Francisco famously shot and killed Harvey Milk. Mm-hmm. Who was, uh, was he a city councilman? He was, and a, and a supervisor. And the first, yeah, supervisor. The first openly uh, homosexual public office holder in the country was yeah. Harvey Milk. And the mayor also got capped, too. Mayor also got capped, and Dan White uh, is who did the deed. And the famous Twinkie defense was used in his case because uh, they said he was uh, under severe depression at the time. And as evidence, they used the fact that he uncharacteristically, was uh, wolfing down Twinkies and junk food. Junk food. Uh, apparently, Twinkies was mentioned. It does show up in the tr- in the court transcripts, but it uh-huh. was one witness who used it in passing. And actually, ding-dongs and ho-hos were mentioned way more. But yeah, the guy was apparently um, homicidal, right. uh, depression brought on by a poor diet. Yeah. And it actually worked. Rather than first, this was premeditated murder. Oh, yeah. He got manslaughter and uh-huh. eight years. 
That was it. Yep. And that the, the media ran with it and the Twinkie defense, Pete, you still hear but about But again, that why not the Ding Dong defense? It's even funnier. Or ding the, Dong. The Ho-Ho defense. Sure. The, that would be confused with Santa Claus probably. But you know why? Because Twinkies are an American icon. You know Absolutely. who says so? Me and you. And former President Bill, the lady killer, Clinton. Really? Yeah. He actually selected a Twinkie to be placed in the Millennium Time Capsule in really? 1999 alongside the complete works of Louis Armstrong, nice. the works of William Faulkner, the state flag of Hawaii. There's a Twinkie in there, too. So in 100 years, people will really be able to find out just how long the shelf life is for Twinkies. How about half a Twinkie? <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was my Clinton. That, even that was a little perfect. Hand. Yeah, you got the thumb out, your teeth. Uh, so that is the Twinkie defense and um, Harvey Milk. No, that was the uh, the Millennium Capsule. Oh yeah, sorry. yeah, we moved the on. The Millennium Falcon. Thanks for thanks for coming, Chuck. Uh, should we talk about the TWINKIES project? Yeah, I can't wait. Pretty cool. These guys and this it's is out a while Rice ago. University, right? Yeah, Rice University in 1995. So it's, it was kind of a while ago. These students, as college students, are so fun. It was called the uh, test with inorganic. Noxious cakes with a K mm-hmm. in extreme situations, which spells out Twinkies. Twinkies, yep. And let's let's go over a couple of things that they did with Twinkies. You tell them yours first. Uh, okay, let me. I want to do the the water test. Uh, what they wanted to do was um, see what happened when you put a Twinkie in water. Straightforward enough. Let it sit there, and they said this, and this is on their website. Uh, as soon as a Twinkie was placed in the water, it swelled to approximately twice its normal size. <laughs> A quick tactile observation indicated that the Twinkie immediately began to lose its structural integrity. The color of the Twinkie paled to an off-white color, while the water below the Twinkie turned a dark yellow-brown, while the water above the Twinkie remained clear, which is interesting. And they showed pictures. So basically, they left it in there for 48 hours. They said the creamy filling somehow oozed out of the center and collected on the surface of the water. Hmm. And um, basically, it turned into a lump of goo. By the end of it. Uh, so what that was, was the water conclusion? Uh, the conclusion, actually, I don't have the observation. I, <laughs> I think the observation was it turned into a lumpy goo of mess in the water. Gotcha. You got my other favorite one. Oh, my dro- second favorite. Dropping off the building? <laughs> did you print that out? No, you do that one. I got another one. Okay. Yeah, they uh, did the gravity test on two Twinkies. Yeah, to find out whether or not Twinkies were subject <laughs> to gravity. I think they would float up. Wouldn't that have been cool? Yeah. So they uh, released uh, Twinkies off the sixth floor, and I like the picture of the Twinkie circled in <laughs> mid-drop. Yeah. And they said that uh, upon impact, there was a loud splut sound. A small crack opened on one side of the Twinkie. There was no noticeable change in the control. So they dropped the Twinkie again. The same splut sound was heard. Then they dropped the same Twinkie. Yeah. Yeah. And this is I love this line. The fissure in the side of the Twinkie widened. Again, no noticeable change. <laughs> and uh, basically... The Twinkie and the control Twinkie didn't really completely split open. It just kind of, some of the stuff oozed out. Nice. But they are affected by gravity. I did have the conclusion in this one. <laughs> yeah. However, the reaction on impact is much smaller than expected, and they maintain maintain a good deal of structural integrity from such a lofty fall. Yeah, six stories. Yeah, that's not bad. My favorite, actually, um, was that they, they wanted to find out whether Twinkies were sentient or not. And they decided right. to run this test last because they had killed a lot of Twinkies, as they put it, and they didn't want to know that they were sentient while they were dropping them right. off six, <laughs> you know, story buildings or drowning them. So they actually administered the Turing test, 
which is normally used to test whether or not a computer has developed an artificial intelligence, right? <laughs> right. Uh, if you put a person and a computer in another room or whatever, and you direct questions to both of them simultaneously uh-huh. and both answer, if you can't tell the difference, then the computer has developed artificial intelligence. Okay. So they conducted a Turing test, uh, or Turing, sorry, uh, test on a uh, sophomore at the college and a Twinkie. <laughs> And they put them be- behind a, uh, a sheet uh-huh. so you couldn't see who was who. And they asked certain questions, um, like uh, they asked... Uh, to the Twinkie and the, and the student. Yes. Okay. So uh, question one was, what would you describe as the purpose of your existence? And uh, subject B, which was the guy, uh, w- the answer was to woo women. Okay. And subject A... In parentheses, no answer. Okay. And it just kind of goes on like that. Like um, they wanted to know how the, the both of them felt about their mother. Right. Um, they did some free association. Like the word uh, health prompted the answer sex for free association from subject B. Um, the, uh, the word spam uh-huh. prompted no answer from subject A and so on. So they determined that Twinkies are not, in fact, sentient. Ugh, that they do relief. not have intelligence. That yeah. is a relief. Wouldn't that be unnerving yeah yeah as a vegetarian i think or a vegan you would have to stop eating twinkies oh i'm not a vegan no of course not okay you're a beef eater yeah i am so chuck most twinkies ever eaten by a person you want to guess who it is uh jerry our producer she's close okay she's very close um actually there is a guy who is 89 and i believe he lives in indiana and his name is Lewis Browning. He's been eating a Twinkie a day since 1941. Really? He's up to 20,000. Wow. Dwarfed by the creator of the Twinkie, James Dewar. Oh, really? He lived to be 88, and he ate an estimated 40,000 Twinkies in his lifetime. Wow. Yep. Not bad. Not bad at all. So hats off to both of those men. And I actually, I was thinking, maybe I should start eating a Twinkie a day and see what happens. You know what they say, Josh? A Twinkie a day keeps a doctor away. That's not true. That's not true, because they're really not great for you. But I think if you, in anything in moderation, you don't go nuts with the Twinkies, you'll probably be all right. But there's Chuck's final thought on Twinkies, which means yeah. Twinkies are done. Right? I'm done. Okay. Oh, I'm done, too, so we'll be done with Twinkies now. I really actually I want to go eat a Twinkie. Yeah, we should have brought some up here. Agreed. I told you to, and you're too cheap to go buy them for <laughs> no. us. Could have expensed it, too. Yeah. All right. Well, uh-huh. maybe afterward. Yeah, sure. Okay. So, Chuck... Twinkies is done, which means it's listener mail time. Josh, I'm going to call this uh, listener mail from Amsterdam. All right. One of my favorite places, as you know. I do know. Uh, This comes from uh, Robin in Portland, Oregon. And Robin was recently in Amsterdam. Actually, the funny thing is Robin's friend Steph, Stephanie, wrote in Uh and told us the story and said, you know, my friend Robin's too chicken to write in for some reason. Weird. And I said, you know what? Tell Robin to write in. She'll make listener mail with the story. Chuck delivers on his promises. So she did. Uh, I was recently in Amsterdam for a combination work holiday trip, staying in a fabulous top floor apartment. I took a break from work one day and wandered to the patio for some fresh air, and I realized I closed the patio door and locked myself out and was stuck. No phone, no keys, no jacket, no way down, and it was pouring down rain. Awesome. Uh, The neighbors heard my cries for help. They were able to log into my email account, find local apartment contacts, uh, phone number, and throw me their cell phone to make the call. Luckily, the contact had a spare key and was able to let her out in five hours after she gets off work. So I hunkered down in a small corner of the patio. Apparently she had a little space, like a two-foot-by-two-foot space where she wasn't getting rained on. Mm -hmm. 
uh, for five hours waiting to be rescued. And did I mention that by stroke of luck, I had my iPod with me and had just downloaded several months' worth of stuff you should know. Silver lining! Exclamation. <laughs> all caps. Uh, in between learning all about face transplants, exploding lakes, deja vu, flirting, rigor mortis, I spent time stretching, doing jumping jacks, weeding the plants, and taking short naps. Uh, it was one of the best five hours spent doing absolutely nothing. Rarely do I take a step back and just have the time to do that. Josh and Chuck, you were, you both keep me informed, kept me informed, entertained, and sane. And thanks to our day together, I was able to flex my intellectual muscle by holding my own on who owns the ocean debate with other international travelers. So she says her friend Steph turned us on to uh, turned her on to the show. And thanks a lot. Keep up the good work. And she has a loyal listener. So she was stuck out on a porch in Amsterdam, and we, and we got her through. That's excellent. Pretty cool. Excellent. What's her name? Pretty cool. Robin of Portland, Oregon. <laughs> Robin. All right. Thanks for writing in, Robin. And if anyone else out there wants to share your story about an interventionist God forcing you into a situation where you have to listen to us, you can send us that in an email to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Want more HowStuffWorks? Check out our blogs on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?